Welcome back to the 76 Capital Leadership Series. My name is Ty Jackson, and today, 76 Capital's managing partner, Wayne Kimmel, interviews Adrian Montgomery, CEO of Enthusiast Gaming. Enthusiast Gaming's digital media platform has over 50 gaming brands, 100 gaming-related publishing sites, over 1,000 YouTube channels, and operates six major esports teams. They talk all about how esports is transforming the way that fans can engage with sports. Hope you enjoy today's conversation. Nerd Street is a national network of esports facilities, content, and events dedicated to powering competitive opportunities for gamers. The company provides opportunities for gamers of all ages and skill levels to participate in esports tournaments, camps, private events, and more for a wide variety of video games. Learn more at nerdstreet.com. That's nerdstreet.com. Welcome to the 76 Capital Leadership Series. My name is Wayne Kimmel. I'm your host and managing partner of 76 Capital, the sports tech venture capital fund. I want to give a quick shout out before we get started to my producer, Ty, who does all the things back at the station, pushes all the right buttons, and Vince, who makes it all happen in the end. As you all know, on this show, I interview top sports entrepreneurs, athletes, and executives who are truly shaping and many times changing the overall sports industry. And this is something that we just love to do, and I think you're going to love today's show. Before we get started, as you know, you can follow me on Twitter, at Wayne Kimmel, as well as across all social media networks, and do the same with 76 Capital, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can find our 76 Capital Leadership Series and our podcasts across all different podcast networks, whatever you like to use. And remember, if you're an entrepreneur, you're an executive, you're someone who's building a company and trying to do the next, next thing across sports, sports betting, esports, sports meeting, or any sports industry, reach out to us at 76 Capital. We would love to hear from you and hopefully find ways to work together. Now let's get right to it. We have a great guest today. We have the CEO of Enthusiast Gaming, Adrian Montgomery. Adrian, welcome to our 76 Capital Leadership Series. Good to be here again with you, Wayne. Well, it's great to be here with you as well. I mean, we had a, an amazing opportunity to get together in Las Vegas at the Esports Business Summit a few weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. We had a great panel with Andy Miller from Energy and Caroline Beasley from Beasley Media Group. And it was great to sort of kick off the the eSports uh, Business Summit together. Uh, I hope you had a good time. I had a great time, and, and you were an excellent moderator. Well, thank you. And, and you were a great guest. And, you know, it was a lot of fun, fun doing that. And, you know, what we do, you know, very similar to what we did on the stage in in Las Vegas uh, when we kicked off the conference. I'd like to do the same thing for our audience here at 76 Capital on our leadership series. And it would be great for you to share um, what Enthusiast Gaming is and your role as, as CEO in the company. Sure. Uh, Enthusiast Gaming is an integrated uh, media content uh, and entertainment company uh, for Gen Zs and millennials who love video games. and. At our core, we build fan communities and fan experiences and create and share content among video game and esports fans. So we own uh, a platform that has over 100 websites, uh, 1,000 YouTube channels, 
We own Luminosity Gaming, which is one of the biggest esports organizations in the world. We own um, and program over 50 physical uh, and virtual events. We own Addicting Games, which is one of the most beloved um, casual and mobile games makers. Every millennial knows, knows about Addicting Games. So again, we have a, a wide variety of assets, but collectively our platform reaches over 300 million people a month. Uh, and we were proud yesterday uh, to put out news that uh, we are the second largest uh, gaming media site in North America. Uh, Twitch is number one, we're number two, and we're actually ahead of Roblox in terms of the size of our audience. So pretty exciting times for us. Well, congratulations on, on all your success so far. And I say so far because, you know, as we both know, the sky's the limit as, the, as to what happens next with, with the gaming industry and, and the media all around it and what, and what you're building. You know, it, it would be great for, for our audience for you to share a little bit of, of the history of, of Enthusiast Gaming, um, how you got involved. Uh, we will get. We'll definitely get to your background because it's it's fascinating. But I'd love to sort of stay here with with Enthusiast Gaming and you know talk about how this company was created, how you got involved, and 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 what and sort of what's next. Well, it's an interesting story, and it's actually two stories. Um, on the west coast of Canada in Vancouver, I was running uh, a traditional sports and media company. We had an NHL team in a twenty thousand seat arena. And we landed the hosting gig for the Dota 2 International in August of 2018. And it, it blew our minds. Um, and we became so convinced that the future was esports. And so we started and incorporated a company with nothing in it called uh, Aquilini Game Co. And then in Toronto, in parallel, uh, Menasha Kestenbaum. Uh, started a, a blog because he loved all things Nintendo. Nintendo Enthusiast was born uh, many years ago, and then he started aggregating websites and, and became this you know, unknown company with this massive audience. And we got together uh, in, in the spring of 2019 and said, man, if you took our esports assets and you put them together with this incredible distribution pipeline, uh, we'd be doing what smart people have been doing in media for a long, long time, which is taking content and putting it together with distribution. And that's really the story of how we came together. Um, at the time, everyone wanted to be the Madison Square Garden of esports, uh, and we always said, "No, no, no. We want to be, uh, we want to be something different," and and, and that's what we built. And, and what you've built together today is a company that's based um, in Canada, but it's but it's also you're also a public company in the U.S. Correct? Yes, we're listed on the Nasdaq. Um, we're listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange, and we're proud Canadians. But the vast, vast, vast majority of our business happens outside of Canada. Um, we're also the largest gaming platform in the United Kingdom. I would argue the English speaking world. And so Canada is our home, but it represents a very, very small sliver of, of what we're doing at Enthusiast Gaming. Share with us, you know, also the, the process um, of, of taking the company public. I mean, it was something, you know, it's, it's, there are very few companies today that do what you do that are public. 
Very few. And it's, it's an, it's an arduous <laughs> process um, because a lot of the businesses that we've acquired and the businesses that we've put together into this fantastic company called Enthusiast are, you know, sole proprietorships, uh, very, you know, accounting done uh, on, 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 a, on a pad, um, no audited statements, you know, and, and that's no criticism of the businesses that we bought, but they're just very simple mom and pop businesses. And then when you kind of pull that together and try and present that for certification at the NASDAQ, and again, we're at the top level of the NASDAQ. We're at the same level that, that Apple is and, and other companies of that nature. So it's, it's a process. And with it comes more, you know, auditing and scrutiny and all those sorts of things. So it's, it's, it's quite difficult uh, to get a company like this onto the NASDAQ. So we, we think of that as, as an achievement for sure. So Adrian, you know, why don't we, you know, one of the things we love to do on this show is also to hear the background story. How did you become, you know, the, the CEO of, of such a, such an exciting new company and, and love to hear your background. I, I, I understand if I remember correctly, you, you grew up in, in, in Canada. That's right. And, 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 and tell us, tell us your backstory, you know, growing up, were you a sports fan? Were you a gamer? You know, how did this all come about? Um, I'm not a game. I'm, I wasn't a gamer, um, growing up. I was a completely obsessed sports fan, uh, like any Canadian kid, hockey obsessed, idolized Wayne Gretzky growing up. Um, I, you know, the only reason I did not make the National Hockey League as a player was just a complete and total lack of ability. Uh, <laughs> I was an awful athlete, but man, did I want to be, uh, and did I, I could quote any statistic, and uh, I was pretty obsessed with that, and um, ended up becoming a lawyer um, and getting into business, and, and imagine how proud I was when I ended up running uh, a National Hockey League team um, as the kid who, who, who couldn't make the house league team, I was overseeing the National Hockey League team, and that was a real thrill. So the Vancouver Canucks and the National Hockey League, uh, the Rogers Arena in downtown Vancouver, which is one of the busiest um, live entertainment venues in North America, that's a thriving business. Um, a massive winery in, in Red Mountain in Washington State, some of the finest restaurants in Vancouver, Whistler, and, and now in New York City in Union Square, a restaurant called Oceans, um, a lacrosse team, the Vancouver Warriors. So a, num a number of cool, cool assets to oversee. Um, and like I said, we had the opportunity to host the Dota 2 International. And at the time, Goldman Sachs had put out this research report on esports. And that was the first time I'd ever heard about esports, to be honest with you. And I wouldn't be here if we didn't host the Dota 2, because I think everyone who's in their 40s and above, like me, needs to experience an esports match live to really understand there is no difference to a young person who loves esports watching the LA Lakers or watching their favorite Call of Duty team. And that is kind of an aha moment that happened for us. And I work for a great entrepreneurial family and we looked at each other and 
the international sold out in an hour. We had lineups like you've never seen. We set noise records, concession records. And um, about a week later, this music mogul who, who knew the owner, who knows us and the owner of the Aquilina, a guy named Irving Azoff, um, he put us in touch with, with, with Activision and said, uh, you know, Activision's looking for an owner for an Overwatch team in the Pacific Northwest. And we, fresh off the Dota 2, we went to Activision, we bought the team, and, and the rest is history. That's, that's how I got involved. You know, we bought this Overwatch team. We didn't know what to do with it. We had no one in the company who, like, how are we going to put a roster together? Um, and so we, we did a little internet research, and we found that there was this Canadian esports organization called Luminosity who won a bunch of trophies in Counter-Strike, but they also, at the time, had the biggest gamer in the world being Ninja as a Luminosity member. And so we went... Well, we don't know anything. These folks seem to know something. And so we, we actually reached out to Luminosity to help us put together our Overwatch roster. And then, you know, as the old Remington ads, like we liked it so much, we bought the company and put Luminosity in the Aquiline Game Co. and off we went. And that was the time we discovered the old Enthusiast Gaming, which was a collection of, of websites and stuff like that. And I met Manasha in a in a kosher bakery uh, in Toronto and I said you know let's take the world on because if we take luminosity and we put it together with your sites um, you know we, we can dominate and we quickly put that deal together um, and then we went public we, as, as the combined entity and to say that no one understood what we were trying to do when we first went public would be a, a massive understatement. People were like, what the websites, esports teams, Aquilini game enthusiasts, but enthusiasts, but the company's called enthusiasts. And investors just ran for the hills and the stock tanked. And but we were man, we had courage of our convictions, and we said we're going to own the fan experience. Um, complicated story; people didn't understand it. And then, um, and then what happened was uh, we bought Omnia, which was this massive YouTube gaming platform, um, and that started to change everything. We started to explain to people: listen, we have a strategy, we have a flywheel. Um, and we're going to do it. And then um, the biggest thing I think that happened to us in Canada, which really changed the perception of enthusiasts, was when we started telling people that we did a, a ton of work for the Biden presidential campaign. And obviously, we didn't do that until the election was over. But people started going, wait a sec. You, you guys have these silly websites and YouTube channels and you're doing all kinds of crazy stuff with a presidential campaign um, and, you know, record Gen Z voter turnout in that election. And that really changed the perception of enthusiast gaming. And I think it changed the perception of our industry a little bit. Um, and people started to realize, wow, okay, um, there's something going on here. You know, I, I you know, we want to, I want to, talk esports i want to talk the world of sports but what you just described in you know the journey as a true entrepreneur 
is absolutely incredible. I mean, you had, you and the team had the conviction. No, you knew where, you know, you talked about Wayne Gretzky. You knew where, where the puck, the puck was going and you were skating towards it. Right. I mean, that, that you knew it, you knew it. The rest of the world was probably not only, and you said it was, there were times when investors were running for the Hills and things like that, but you just kept moving forward. What drove you to do that? I mean, it's kind of, it's tough to do that. It's tough to, even though you kind of know it's there, if people are starting to say no, and this is not right, I'm not into this anymore. How did you just keep moving forward? It, it was, and is really, really tough. You're, you're, you're quite right. And we just had, we, at Enthusiast, we believe we're on a mission. Um, and everyone believes that they're on a mission to build a company that's going to outlast us. Um, we're very convinced um, that, you know, Gen Zs and millennials, gaming is a core part of their identity. Esports is going to be explosive. And no one was going to tell us different. And, you know, I remember um, in my old career, I, I, I had an opportunity to bring regular season NFL games to Canada for the first time ever through a deal that we did with the Buffalo Bills. And I got to know uh, the famous quarterback, Jim Kelly. Um, and I said, you know, and he told me something which has always stayed with me. He said, you know, when we went to four straight Super Bowls, if we were down by two touchdowns with five minutes left, he said, I would look to my left and my right on the sideline and from the trainers to the doctors, to the coaches, to the players, there was not a single person on that sideline who thought we were going to lose the game. And he said, we never lost the game. We just ran out of time. And I think I'm really proud that at Enthusiast, we, we, we feel the same way. Um, so we have lots of bad days externally, but we don't have bad days internally. You know, it's really interesting. You use, you, you bring in sort of a sports analogy into the into the business side of the world, and it's something that you know we also do a, a lot of it at, at Seventy Six Capital. And one of the things that we've found, and I'd love to get your your thoughts on this, is that you know the sim the similar similar kinds of traits that you need to be successful as an athlete, whether that's the the passion, the desire, the drive, the persistence, all those things that you need to do if you're a hockey player, you're a football player, and you're getting knocked down or smashed into the boards and you got to get back up, right? And, you know, like it's that those kinds of things are the same kinds of traits and qualities that you need to have to be successful as, as an entrepreneur. Is this something that you agree with? Yeah, look, I think, I think successful entrepreneurs um, – are not smarter than us. What they what they do differently is they not only do they have courage, not only do they have a vision, but they're willing to place some really big bets behind those visions, um, and and that makes all the difference. And again, there was a time when it didn't last long, but. Bill Gates and Steve Jobs were telling skeptical people, mark my words, there'll be a computer in every home. Um, mark my words, said um, Ted Rogers up in Canada, 
that people are going to be talking on cell phones, every one of them. Um, and, 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 and no one was going to tell them different. Nobody was going to tell them different. Um, but, but they place bets behind it. And, and that's what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, it, look, I mean, it's, it's, it's so much more than just doing the research, reading, surfing the Internet. You know, we tell entrepreneurs all the time, like, you just got to go and do it. You got to go make it happen. It's how we end all of our shows, right? I mean, it's 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 something that is is really it's really tough to and impossible to just win by sitting on your couch. You got to go try to do it. You got to go make it happen. Amen. That's amazing. I mean, and it must mean a lot to not only to you but to your team. Um, you know, talk a little bit about your team and what it's like to been to recruit and bring together a, a group of you know, amazing people to do what, to really get to that type of success. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I think one of the things that we have going for us at Enthusiast is that um, we're a gaming company through to our core. Um, and so when, when my team is done a long day, they go on Twitch, they go on YouTube. They're, they're sending notes to each other about check this stream out, check out what XQC is doing. Why don't we approach them about this? Look at this new person. And so they just live and breathe our industry every single day. And that is our, our, you know, is our secret sauce. I would say is we just have a bunch of gaming obsessed people. And then when we, you know, we've also done about six acquisitions in the last year. And I think one of our advantages is when we buy a gaming community, we have so much credibility because of that, um, that these, these sellers know that they're coming to a company that's going to put gaming and fan interest first. You know, you hear a lot about companies struggling to hire people, companies struggling to, to bring the right people to the, to their, to their business. And, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this because one of the things that we're seeing from a sports tech, sports betting, esports, um, these industries, these companies are not having trouble finding employees. They're they're actually it's we have an unbelievable amount of people who want to work within the world of sports and the world of what's next in and around sports. Are you um, experiencing a similar kind of a thing? Yeah, look, it's always difficult to find great, great people. And, you know, as we evolve our business, you know, the, who are the people that we want working on, you know, our tech stack or our data or whatever? They're people that work at, you know, Facebook and Google and Amazon. And it's tough to pry those people loose from companies like that. But at the same time, what you're saying, I think, is correct in that. And it's an advantage that we have, which is, you know, we're we're like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory for a lot of young people who who live and breathe uh, video games, right? So we have a natural advantage as a hirer because you know what we do is just cool. Well, one of the things we talked about when we were together in Las Vegas was the emergence of the world's 
of sort of the worlds of sports betting and and esports coming together in in North America and what what's going on there. Companies like Intain and now DraftKings are playing in the world of esports. Where do you see those worlds in the future, and how do you see it coming together? Maybe even specifically with what you're doing at Enthusiast. I think there's they're on a collision course, um, and I think that media and content and and gambling are going to converge, and we're seeing deals announced each and every day. Um, the interesting thing about Gen Zers and esports fans is it's not just that the potential is not just about esports betting. Um, our audience is four and a half times more likely to bet on traditional sports than the average person. Our audience is 4.7 times more likely uh, to participate in iGaming than the average person. And so I think gambling companies are recognizing the power of content, the power of gamification of content. Um, and that's why, as you say, Entain purchased Unicorn, DraftKings and FaZe just did a cool deal. I think the opportunities are enormous, but I would, I would, I would point out that it's, it's far, far, far bigger than just esports betting. I think esports betting will be, will be big, but if a company like us can help a company like Entain or Bally's or MGM or DraftKings, um, create great content together to convert uh, members of our audience to online betters. Um, that's a very lucrative revenue stream that, uh, that we can participate in as a partner. Well, Adrian, it's been amazing having you on our show. Really appreciate it. But before we, before we go, just one last question. I, I'd love to hear what you really think about is the next, next thing uh, from from your from your perspective, whether it's specifically with enthusiasts or or a trend that you think is going to be kind of really move very quickly over the next twelve months or so, NFTs, the metaverse, um, are are very real. There, there's a great article in the Economist today. Don't mock the metaverse, um, and I think gaming is going to have an outsized influence in the metaverse in NFTs. And I love where Enthusiast Gaming sits. We sit, we sit at a fabulous intersection point between crypto, NFTs, and the metaverse. Uh, and I think that bodes well for us in the next 12 months. Well, thank you. That's really exciting. You know, if you're watching and listening, you can find Enthusiast Gaming. It's EGLX, correct, Adrian? EGLX, on, yes, sir. EGLX on NASDAQ. If you really want to sort of see what's next, learn about what's next you know hey you got to put your money where your mouth is you got to you got to move forward and, and 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 take that step and go do it and that's one way of doing it in this world so adrian thank you so much for joining our show well thank you wayne and look we're all building an industry together and uh i thank you for shining a spotlight on it for us so you're you're helping us a lot too and and, and those of us uh in this industry together so thanks for all that you do Absolutely, absolutely. And best of luck and, and, and go make it happen. And, and, and before we wrap up, remember, if you're an athlete, you're an entrepreneur, you're a student, you're a business person, and you want to do what, something like what you, you've just heard or seen Adrian do, 
Let's talk about it. It could be something in the sports betting industry, the esports world, the sports tech, or all those things combined, as you just heard. It could be com- coming something that coming up with something that completely blows people's minds. We would love to talk with you at 76 Capital. Please reach out to us. So once again, I'm Wayne Kimmel, your host. Again, Adrian, Adrian Montgomery, CEO of Enthusiast Gaming, EGLX. Go get a little of that and own a little of that because you know. You want to want a part of the future, you got it right there. So again, I'm Wayne Kimmel. Thanks for tuning into this edition of our 76 Capital Leadership Series. Go out there and make it happen. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank right, you. Right. Forte is the fitness industry's only premium turnkey live and on-demand streaming white label digital solution. Forte powers many of the largest brands in fitness globally from the NFL Players Association to Good Life Fitness, the YMCA, Under Armour World Headquarters Gym, The Edge, and more. If you know a great fitness brand or sports league looking to create an interactive digital experience for their members, please have them visit www.goforte.fit or reach out directly at partnerships at Forte.fit. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the 76 Capital Leadership Series with Wayne Kimmel speaking to the CEO of Enthusiast Gaming, Adrian Montgomery. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Looking forward to welcoming you back next week.